studio with Christine Bentley, and you are listening to What She Said right here on 105.9 The Region. Thank you very much for tuning in. We have a fabulous show for you today, starting with Adrienne Clark. She is the editor-in-chief of LocalLove.ca. That's United Way Greater Toronto's new digital magazine, where readers can find easy ways to live well and do good. It features stories on local changemakers, simple ways to give back, challenging ideas, some debates, much more. And she has 25 ways we can give back. We'll try to get through most of them for you today. (laughs) We're also going to be joined by Lydia Cecilia, a two-time cancer survivor who wants other women who are facing illness, disease, low self-worth, insecurities, doubt, and fear to see and feel that it is possible to overcome, thrive, and surpass a negative diagnosis and life's curveballs. And Anybody who talks about hope and uh, helping people to sort of overcome that, I think it's all a matter about changing your whole outlook, the way you look at something, your mm-hmm. your lens. And, and Sometimes that is easier said than done. It is easier said than done, but if somebody has a book out and they've sort of looked at it, researched it, mm-hmm. and been successful, then maybe that's a start. Maybe. Pride Month in York Region is kicking off like never before. Susan Gibbs, an officer with York Regional Police, will be here today to tell us about the first annual We Belong Breakfast that is happening on June 1st. Musicologist Eric Alper is talking about five of music's biggest forgotten supergroups, in On the Record, and um, our financial expert Renee Rubello from Life Coach Financial Strategies is going to help us answer the age-old question, when can I retire? <laughs> Will I be a bag lady? <laughs> Closing out the show in our live studio sessions, we have Canadian indie rock artist Havens, who's going to perform his brand new single, Peace in Darkness. And don't forget, we're giving away Blu-ray copies of Disney's A Wrinkle in Time and Disney's Peter Pan on WhatSheSaidTalk.com. There is still time to enter to win a free 50-minute massage and facial from Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa, too. So check that out. I would be doing that. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. This is 1059 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is Adrienne Clark, the editor-in-chief of LocalLove.ca, United Way Greater Toronto's new digital magazine where readers can find easy ways to live well and do good. Welcome to the show. I think we all need a little bit of that. We do. And we all need a little laugh. And I've got to tell you, when I saw the the LocalLove.ca, 
I was like, Alex, what have you booked on the show? A dating <laughs> site. A dating, it was something. Where did the name come from? Well, it really came from how we feel about our community, which is we really love the places where we live, where we raise our families, where we work. And so really it was easy to say if you pair, if you love where you live and you want to give back where you're living and where you're raising your family, then why not local love? Well, the magazine features stories on local change makers, uh, simple ways to give back, challenging ideas, debates, and much more. So tell us the inspiration, how you sort of put this together, how you decide what goes in and what goes out, you know, what it what doesn't make the cut. For sure. Local Love was actually uh, the response to a question we got a lot. So United Way has been around since 1956. We're out there in the community talking to volunteers and donors. And a question we got a lot was, I want to give back, but I don't really know where to start because it feels like a big proposition mm -hmm. because giving back is more than just volunteering or maybe um, making a donation. All those things, those things are really important. There's so much more that you can do to give back. So we wanted to give people those smart and simple ways to do it in one place where it was an easy resource where you could go. And we knew that the people that came together to create this site, we were all busy moms. So I have two boys at home. We were super busy. I've got a dog. You know, I've got to make meals and go to work and balance that full-time job with time for myself. i got to jam exercise in there somewhere. So the idea of then trying to figure out how I was also going to give back and live with impact and feel like I was raising boys who also understood the importance mm -hmm. of that. How was I going to jam that into my to-do schedule? I wasn't really sure. So when we got together and started thinking about local love, we knew we could put all those resources in one place, tap into United Way's expertise, but also others, bring them all together and put that into one spot that you can learn just about anything you'd want to know about giving back. Okay, so, so let's Let's go through some of the ways we can give back some of your suggestions on the site. For sure. So I don't know about you ladies, but I was up very early on Saturday morning to watch Meghan Markle and yeah. Prince Harry walk down the aisle. And one of the things that really inspired us about those two, other than they're beautiful people, was to also hear about the ways that they were thinking about their wedding to really reflect who they were as philanthropists. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things they had they did, of course, was they asked guests, don't give us elaborate gifts. Make gifts to one of these seven charities that are close to our hearts. That's one way you can give back. But one of the things we thought we'd do is, why don't we give people some other ideas? So if you're also walking down the, the aisle this holiday, this season, maybe there's some other ways you can think about giving back. So one of those ways is, for example, if you are all done, your wedding's completed, and you have your dress, and you want that dress to go to somebody else to also have them have a special day, you can donate it to the Brides Project. The Brides Project will take your dress, they will sell it at a reduced price, and they will give any proceeds to a set of different cancer charities in the region. Um, they also will sell that that uh, dress at a lower price for somebody who's maybe living on a low income and would like to have a you know dress of their dreams. The Bride Project can help them with that. You can also donate your leftover food. So there's this great organization called Liftovers, um, a play on leftovers. So mm -hmm. when you have any food left over from an event and you'd be shocked by how much food gets wasted in Canada in any given year, it's about $31 billion worth of wasted food. Leftovers will send volunteers and they'll pick up that leftover food and they will distribute it to local organizations who then distribute it to families and individuals in need. See, that's so funny because I thought they legally you weren't allowed to do that because there are restaurants and things and they uh, people have told me that they have to throw it out because 
um, because of certain bylaws. I don't know. In restaurants, absolutely. Oh, For okay. private events oh, okay. and events at workplaces, that's another good one. You know, we'll often mm-hmm. see you'll go attend a meeting, there'll be tons of food and nobody will touch it. What then happens to that food? There's an opportunity for Liftovers volunteers to take that and redistribute it. Second Harvest is another great organization Mm -hmm. that does something similar. Great. So you're hoping the site will become the ultimate destination for people getting connected to the places where they live, from Brampton to Bloor Village, Kensington to King City. What's the response been like so far? Oh, it's been amazing. Has we've, it? Yeah, we've, we've had such a great response. I think it's because there's nothing quite like this out there. So you'll see different opportunities to give back in various different places, but there's no one single source that you can go to when you're looking for ways to do that. Right. And that's what locallove.ca lets people do. I think as well, people are just excited to read some good news. Let's be honest. Right? You listen to the news and you start to wonder, what is the world coming to? I think local when you read about changemakers in particular and some of the ways that people are making a difference, kind of restores your faith in humanity. But you also you also have a weekend pick-me-up. So readers can subscribe to the weekly good news letter delivered directly to their inbox every Saturday morning. Um, what's that about? The good news letter is just that. It's good news. And so when you're having your coffee on Saturday morning, I myself, you know, after a while of reading the news, I start to think, gosh, is there any good news? out there. And that's what the good newsletter is about. It's really short. So it gives you three things. One thing to try, one thing to be inspired by, and one thing to learn that you might not have known before about your community and different ways that people are contributing to that community. And that's it. What's the reaction been? So we've been really pleased with reaction. Um, we've seen some great people sharing uh, some of the content that we're producing as well. We've had folks like Tabitha Southey, who used to be with the mm-hmm. Globe and Mail, um, agree to be a part of producing some of the content and the great stories that we're, uh, we're giving to people. Suresh Dosh from CBC, Metro Morning, one of their mm-hmm. food critics, he's come in and done a great piece for us on uh, sustainable eating out. So not only have people wanted to contribute, but people who are actually reading those pieces are sharing them with their friends and telling us how much they appreciate it. And we're getting lots of feedback through our feedback form. So it's been great. So where do you see the magazine in, I feel like I'm a job interview, where do you see the magazine in five years? (laughs) And I will answer it like a job interview. Uh, We have big dreams, of course. Um, United Way as a movement works across all of Canada and communities in every part Mm -hmm. of our country. And I think we would love to be able to see uh, local love become something that is in every community and offers everyone, no matter where they live, those easy resources to give back. That would be the dream. So how is how is it helping? I mean, obviously, it's helping the community, people giving back. They're learning to love and connect with their community. How is it helping the United Way? That is a really great question. Really, for us at United Way, the our whole raison d'etre has always been rooted in the belief that if people give back, people find a way to make a difference, that all boats rise. That's good for mm-hmm. all of us. A rising all, tide floats all boats. Exactly. Right? Right. And really... That's what happens when all charities work together, when we collaborate, when we find ways to celebrate one another. And we celebrate people who are not just charities, but individuals who are doing great work. That's better for all of us. So it helps us in the sense that we're all about building a uh, better and a stronger community across the region, communities across the region. And local love is just one way that we're helping people contribute and be a part of that. So where do you go from here? 
Well, uh, I think we're pretty excited for June lineup, for example. We have some great ways for your kids to get involved in Pride celebrations in the month of June. Mm -hmm. We are celebrating an amazing um, Indigenous fashion designer named Sage Paul, who started the Indigenous Fashion Week. Who knew? But this is a new thing, and it's fantastic celebration of all the way that Indigenous communities celebrate are contributing to our culture. And uh, we also have uh, what I think is great—a great little video on kids talking about what it means to be Canadian. So they say some pretty funny things. We're looking forward to that as well. Now, is it? Is it? I know the Saturday morning newsletter. The good news is going to come through. But is it the digital site? Are you? changing the content constantly or is it based like a magazine that you will have a publishing date? Yeah, thanks for asking that question. <laughs> it's true. Every every day there is a new featured story. So you'll see that every day on localove.ca. We also, um, of course, are on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and you can find us there with our handle at Read Local Love. And of course, the Good News Letter. And in fact, if you sign up for the Good News Letter in the next um, you know month or so, you'll actually receive a free downloadable. It's called 25 ways to give back without even trying. So if you have three hours, one hour, or just five minutes, we've got ideas on ways that you can give back. So tell us the website uh, again. Locallove.ca. And our handles on social are at readlocallove. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and inspiring us. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine somebody listening that isn't thinking, yeah, that, isn't that, signing up right now. Signing <laughs> up right now, exactly. Fantastic. Thank you both. It's been great. What she said. What she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly six million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high-fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is Lydia Cecilia, a two-time cancer survivor who wants other women facing illness, disease, low self-worth, insecurities, doubt and fear to see and feel that it is possible to overcome, to thrive, and to surpass a negative diagnosis and life's curveballs. You have some secret, Lydia. I sure do. <laughs> that nobody else does. 
So, so tell us where this came from. I would say um, I learned that I had this in me when I was first diagnosed with cancer in 2001. Um, being diagnosed was something that was a relief for me. I had been looking for about three years for diagnosis from a doctor because I didn't feel like something was right. I was losing weight. I was feeling cold and tired all the time. And so I knew something wasn't right inside me. So I started to get proactive and I wasn't uh, being heard anymore by my family doctor. So I decided to switch, which led to being tested and being heard. Well, let's go back to, to, to the beginning a bit because okay. it was um, November is coming up is, is a big month for you. Yes, a it big is. anniversary. That would be 15 years in remission from leukemia and 16 years in remission for Hodgkin's lymphoma. So the Hodgkin's lymphoma, this was the first diagnosis. This was the first diagnosis. Okay. Um, and you said you, you wanted to change because you weren't getting what you needed from your doctor at Absolutely. the Absolutely. Yes. So my, it, I felt like at the time I wasn't being heard and I felt like I needed to do something different so that what I was articulating was being received. Uh, the reason my family doctor at the time didn't really follow through with more testing was I had my dad that passed away a few years before my diagnosis. So he felt that a lot of that was due to grief. And, um, and then he thought that maybe I was looking for attention and that I was starting to sound like a bit of a hypochondriac. But I mean, it was very visible and obvious that I wasn't well, like I was losing weight and I wasn't even trying. And so I didn't really get much sympathy from my uh, sisters and... Uh, yeah, you wouldn't get a whole lot of sympathy no, from me No, no, I understand. But I, <laughs> but I was frustrated because I, I did not feel well and settled right. inside myself. So I knew that there was something going on. And I just needed someone to help me find, what, find out what it was. So how did you bypass all these doubting physicians and get yourself a diagnosis? I switched family doctors and I as politely as I could, commanded and demanded that he start to do some x-rays. I, at the time, was feeling like I had, like my lungs were rubbing or like a broken bird. Like I was always, you know, caving in in the thoracic area and, and again, just tired and, and cold. Really subtle symptoms. Nothing that was, you know, odd other than it was consistent. So with me persisting, uh, we started with blood work. It showed that my iron levels were low. I started with iron injections because he didn't feel that the pills would absorb quick enough. We did some chest x-rays, which was pretty interesting because this had never happened to me before where the radiologist physically walked me out of his office to my doctor's office because he had seen clusters in the lungs, in the bronchioles. So they didn't know. I mean, with x-ray, it's really hard to determine. They could just see the cloudiness and cluster. Mm -hmm. um, so he interrupted him with a patient to say, you know, whatever they had to say in their lingo. And then that's really where the ball started at that point. But then, uh, to add insult to injury, if you will, you developed the leukemia as a result of the treatments you received for Hodgkin's lymphoma? Yes. I didn't know that could happen. No. Wow. Okay, so it happens in many uh, cancer 
treatments. So one in every 10,000 patients for Hodgkin's lymphoma, lymphoma that receives the chemotherapy cocktail of ABVD. And I don't remember what all of the, de- like all of the letters stand for. And the combination of radiation, which I did receive after my six months of treatment for Hodgkin's lymphoma of chemotherapy, I had to do the 30 days of radiation. So that combination, one in 10,000 patients develops leukemia as a secondary cancer. Well, I, I've never heard that, and, and that's alarming. Mm-hmm. It's, were, I, you, were you warned of that risk? I don't remember being yeah. warned, but I was because I had other people come with me when we went for the first original appointment with my oncologist at Princess Margaret. So these were statistics that were given to us. But all I kept in my mind was Hodgkin's is 85% curable. That one in 10,000, I was thinking that's like the lottery. Who's ever going to win that? <laughs> now, you advocate for both physical and emotional well-being. Yes, what I message do. do you want women listening and, and watching to know? I would say that my greatest lesson and I believe would be useful for other, not just women, but everyone in general, is to recognize that some of the emotional hurts that we carry, bury, or suppress for years and decades, eventually these emotional hurts, they affect our physical well-being. Mm-hmm. And so there's all there's a lot of focus, I find, in the mental and physical health, and we don't often give any sort of attention or even studies, I think, to the emotional well-being other than from a psychological perspective. I'm speaking more from, I would say, a deeper spiritual level where things affect you at the core. Mm -hmm. And again, you don't even know they're affecting you until maybe you have some sort of an awakening and you realize perhaps what things meant before you really learned what they meant. So what are the hurts that that you are referring to in your particular case? And and what effect did they have on you physically? To speak directly to the cancer at the time of my diagnosis, my thought process was that the reason it happened for me and not to me was there was a bit of discord within my family after my dad passed away with siblings and my mom. So my mom, myself, and one of my siblings were not speaking to another one. And uh, families who needs them. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, I felt like the diagnosis brought us together. And so I was so happy. And again, I had that 85% statistic in my mind. So I was like, bring it on. If this means that my brother's family comes back into our lives, then so be it. Like if this is what my dad is conspiring with the universe to bring to me, then bring it because obviously I can, I can handle it. So you've dealt with a lot, but, but now your mom and a wife. So was that the silver lining bringing in it for you? I believe the silver lining for me in terms of, again, when I look at it from that perspective at that time, yes, absolutely. The silver lining was to bring the family back together. When I look back at it in hindsight, because throughout the years and along my journey of recovery and healing, I've learned and opened up my mind and heart to so many things I wasn't even aware of before. So when I look at what the silver lining is today, I really believe it's making that connection for me between the emotional and physical well-being. Well, you reference things like low self-worth, insecurities, doubt, and fear. Um, You're not suggesting that people need to get really sick 
to deal with those things. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm, I suggest that there is a way to be proactive and a way to keep a strong, positive well-being and mindset uh, throughout your life that could perhaps help you not develop some of these illnesses and diseases. And you, you and you are offering health and wellness services that speak to that. Yes, yeah. I am. So. I'm a Reiki practitioner. I am a yoga instructor, a foot reflexologist, a certified coach. And again, I believe that what I've been through in my life and health experience can empower others to see that you can make it through something that is perceived as negative because usually it's in those moments of adversity that we have the most opportunity to grow. But I think you're also suggesting that people don't face it, that they, for whatever reason, they bury it, they walk away from it, they figure it'll solve mm-hmm. itself. And you're saying that's not the case. You need to, you need to deal with it. I'm, I'm suggesting it my, it's my belief and opinion that you ought to deal with it because it does penetrate into different aspects of your being. How can people get in touch with you how, if they want to come? And I have talk? a brand new website that I just published and posted this Sunday. It's www.lydiacecilia.ca. It's L-I-D-I-A-S-I-C-I-L-I-A, but we'll put up links on our site. Correct. I also am on LinkedIn and Instagram Okay. at uh, Lydia Cecilia Wellness, and I can be reached by mobile at 416-931-9309. Okay, say that number again for people. 416-931-9309. Well, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. We're glad you're well, and we're glad you're helping other people get well. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and honor, and absolutely, I feel I'm starstruck. (laughs) (laughs) You need to get out more. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com slash TC or call 416-340-7270. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. (sighs) Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler.
Joining us now for On the Record is our musicologist, Eric Alper, and today we're talking about five of music's biggest forgotten supergroups. Yeah, so and a that was the big dirty band that yeah. nobody's ever heard of. Right, exactly. So a supergroup is made up of really successful and known people from other groups, and sometimes they all get together because they want to create something culturally, they want to create something musically, or maybe they're just sick and bored of each other's musicians that are in the successful band that they're in. And that was the big dirty band because when Canadian TV show Trailer Park Boys was set to make a movie, Rush's Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson led an all-star Canadian tribute comprised of members of Big Wreck, Three Days Grace, Die Mannequin, and The Tea Party, and they only recorded one song, and that was the Bobby Fuller's Ford version of I Fought the Law. Well, that's not fair. That's <laughs> not really like a huge band that we didn't hear. I mean, it's a huge band. It's the a members huge band. are. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we give you a pass on that one. Okay, a, a so super, I'm for one. A super group that has one group. song. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we should just okay. end the segment right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, wailing sound. Lord Such and Heavy Friends. Again, yeah. never, never heard of them. Never heard of them. Screaming Lord Such was actually a pretty eccentric British horror rocker who gained a cult following throughout the 1960s. In fact, if you read the English music magazines like Mojo, now he's a pretty influential guy. And for his debut album, he got contributions from Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin, who co-produced the album, John Bonham of Led Zeppelin, Jeff Beck, Noel Redding from Jimi Hendrix Band. And you'd think that the album would be really reviewed in a positive light, but it didn't. It received savage reviews and only reached number 84 in the Billboard album chart and the band split up right after that. Okay, this one I have heard of. Yeah. Because that, I think, is Dave Stewart and Jack. Yeah, absolutely. That's Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics, and that's Joss Stone um, on vocals, along with reggae star Damian Marley and Bollywood composer A.R. Raymond, with some guy named named uh, Mick Jagger. Yeah, just some yeah. guy. Yeah, it's just some guy. Nobody's ever heard of him before. Mm-hmm. Um, that was super heavy, and they recorded 29 songs in 10 days, and 12 were released on a self-titled album back in 2011. Well, how did the album do? <laughs> Next one. (laughs) (laughs) My mother was of the sky. My father was of the earth. I am of the universe. And you know what it's worth. The Dirty Mac, Your Blues. Yeah, if you. For classic rock bands, you need to check out this video just to realize how stoned everybody seemed to be when this group recorded. It was a one-off supergroup put together in 1968 for the Rolling Stones television show Rock and Roll Circus, and it doesn't get much bigger than the lineup. John Lennon, Eric Clapton, Keith Richards, and Mitch Mitchell from the Jimi Hendrix Band. They performed one song called Your Blues, which was originally by the Beatles, and backed Yoko Ono on a piece called Whole Lotta Yoko. Okay. And I bet there's enough, enough said about that's, that's enough all about you that need to know. Too. Okay. It's even real now. Oh, come on, come on. You've been dancing with my head and fall. Oh, so long now. Oh, come on, come on. 
So moving a little ahead in time, um, this is connected to the Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah, so this is Tinted Windows. And back in 2009, former Smashing Pumpkins guitarist James Eha assembled a group of power pop musicians under the banner of Tinted Windows. There was Tyler Hansen from the group Hansen, Cheap Trick drummer Bunny Carlos, and Fountain of Wayne bassist Adam Schlesinger. And the group... they released one album in their career. It was a solo album back in 2009. And while no breakup was ever officially announced, uh, they've kind of remained inactive ever since. So if you want something new, go for the Tinted Windows and Super Heavy. And if you want something old, you might want to skip Dirty Mac and maybe go to the Big Dirty Band. Well, thank you. This is a super we, group. We, yeah, we are, yeah. We'll, we'll never forget we'll you. Never, we'll never we'll break never up. We'll never forget you. Never no, we'll never up. break up. Ever, ever, no, ever. Okay, no, I'm no. breaking up the band. Here we go. Talk, talk to you next week. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at whatshesaidtalk.com. It's a simple question, but knowing how much you need to retire can be tricky. Joining us now to help answer that question is Renee Ribello from Life Coach Financial Strategies. Welcome back to What She Said. Thank you for having me back, ladies. It used to be that, uh, you know, they said you needed, you know, $1 million to yes. retire or $2 million. I'm sure the price has gone up since I, I, I asked that question. But how do you how do you figure it out? So saving for retirement is a very stressful conversation with a lot of people. They're very worried about it. Mm-hmm. It's one of the biggest concerns that people have today regarding finances. And um, 61% of people who are still working actually have anxiety and stress about it. So it's a big topic. And that is basically the million dollar question. How Mm -hmm. much do I need to retire? And when people come in, they'll say, you know, I have this much in savings. Am I going to be okay? And the answer is, I don't know. And the reason the answer is, I don't know, is because I don't know what you're spending on your life. So it all boils down to cash flow. Mm-hmm. and knowing what's important to you. Uh, before we went on air, you talked about someone liking to spend lavishly on wine, mm-hmm. right? And some people don't want to change that when they go into retirement. So therefore, other things need to sacrifice, right? It's interesting, though, generation to generation, because our parents' generation were, you know, they worked for somebody for 30 or 40 yeah. years. They all had the pension that doesn't exist anymore, the Cadillac pension, right? Yeah. And now... You're saying that uh, a fifth of, of Canada's working baby boomers have nothing saved for retirement? Yes, and that is the truth. Especially, they're saying that the numbers are higher when you don't have a financial advisor or planner that you're working with. So it's really important to have someone there to be like your accountability coach for your retirement. <laughs> so Renee, do you have people walking into your office and saying and, and admitting they have nothing saved? Not typically with me because I am a financial strategist, but if I was working in a financial institution, I'm sure that I would see that regularly. On a, and what's the justification? What would they say? Um, like, it's I funny. haven't saved because... <laughs> well, it's very funny because every time clients come in my office, they have a reason why they spent more one month or another. And I'm like, there's always a reason we can justify our expenses, right? So last week we had to do the roof or last month my daughter got married or I had to help my kids with moving into a home or there's always a reason why we have not saved enough because we always make that reason. So when you create your retirement plan like a debt payment, when you pay yourself for your future, it means you can work less later. And that is a very big goal that a lot of people should really plan for and work with their financial strategist to accomplish and find out how much money they want in retirement. 
You know, they think that the government programs will be there for them. But I know at my age, I'm not counting on it. Right. So we don't know what's going to be there by the time we get to retirement. Um, When do you think if there are parents listening who have children who are millennials working, just starting Mm -hmm. out like our children, let's say, when do you think that they should start thinking about that? Because I remember when I had my children. Yep. Uh, and I didn't think if anything happened to me that my husband would be able to afford to raise the three of them and educate them. Right. And I got a whole life insurance policy, policy which people say, oh, that's a terrible investment. Mm. It, you know, you could have made more money doing something else. But it was it forced me. Insurance is insurance. It's there for protection. Right. No, but whole life. It's now going into a pension. Correct. So there's whole life, there's universal life, there's term life insurance. Every insurance has a different need attached Mm -hmm. to it. Insurance is a whole topic on its own Mm -hmm. when it comes to planning and and financial planning. But with retirement, um, when I talk to millennials, I don't talk about insurance. I talk about saving and possibly real estate and learning at a young age and especially TFSAs. So tax-free savings accounts are very key because they're not yes. making a ton of money. We didn't have those. So then. they don't need the write-offs on their their taxes. They need the tax-free growth though because that money will accumulate and they've got enough limit now that it's significant for them to do. So my children are 20 and, and 19 mm-hmm. and I had them saving from the time they understood what money was. I had them save then. So they would take, I would call it the 50% rule. So if they got $20 from a parent, a grandparent, I'd have them give me $10 and I would tell them that's for their education and they could spend $10 any way they wanted. So now let's fast forward. They're now 19 and 20 and they still take their paychecks and put half into savings. And my half is a lot. Is that what you recommend? Well, it's just they're living at home. I'm paying for everything. So <laughs> in their situation, okay. yes. Um, but they did put a down payment on a condo and my son two years ago bought a condo at 17 years old. So, you know, it works wow. out and he will get it in a couple of years and and that will only go up he they're will, not making yes. any more land he right? will make that's the two hundred thousand dollars so hey so what other tips do you have um the, for people that haven't started saving that maybe sort of middle you know so start now you can't put it off any longer because tomorrow never comes and what happens if you get ill and you can't work anymore and you need to retire you're into a forced retirement situation you need to have something to back you up and your house is a great asset but unless you're planning on potentially mm-hmm. moving out of it then and downsizing which is still an option mm-hmm. um, in today's day real estate is very unpredictable and we're not sure where that's going and so unless you're planning on moving you need to start saving. Okay, so um, where can people go to get more information? Uh, they can go to my website, mm-hmm. uh, mylcfs.ca, and I have a Facebook page also where I post tips, and I have a book coming out soon too. Oh, excellent. Yes, so they can get all that information on my website. Okay, Renee Rabello, thank you so much for joining us t- today, and we'll talk to you again in a few weeks. Yes, thank you so much. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. 
Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit KearnsandCo.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Pride Month in York Region is kicking off like never before. Joining us now is Susan Gibbs, an officer with York Regional Police, who is here today to tell us about the first annual We Belong Breakfast happening on June 1st. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you for having me. Now, you're joining together with the AIDS Committee of York Region, uh, PFLAG York Region, and York Pride to send a strong message to our community here, which is what? That we all belong in York Region. We've heard time and again, and they were telling us stories at some of our committee meetings that we have. Years ago, uh, people would say, well, all the gay people went to Toronto. (laughs) And it's like, that's not an accurate representation (laughs) of York Region at all. And we want to make sure that our diverse community, our LGBTQ2 plus community, is aware that we are out there and we have lots of resources. We have strong partnerships, that there's assistance available if they need help. There's fun events going on if they want to have fun and that we're just there for everyone and we want to make that message really clear. So what's happening at the breakfast? So the breakfast, what are you serving? we're <laughs> serving up. It's going to be delicious. We are, it was uh, one of our partners, Jacob from York Pride wanted pancakes. So we are having a pancake station, uh, egg, the typical breakfast. We have lovely pastries and fruit, but on top of just the food, we're going to have a lot of networking. Um, so we're going to have a panel. We have three people who founded some foundations here in York Region. So we have Marilyn Byers, who founded uh, PFLAG York Region. Mm -hmm. We have um, Haran, who founded um, My House, uh, the AIDS My House. And um, we also have Karen Krishna, who um, has founded the uh, York Region Umbrella Network, Rainbow Umbrella. So we have lots of community partners that are coming out, and they're going to do a panel interview, and it's going to be hosted by our superintendent, Heidi Shellhorn, who is a leader within our own community because she's been on close to 30 years. Not a lot of uh, officers out at that time when she first came on, and she's also going to discuss the changes in the organization that have happened throughout that time. So, well, let's talk about that because it's much, I would think it was much easier for, for people to be out and police officers now now and there yes. is a group so um is there, are there like how many in york regional police like what kind of percentage do we, do we know no we don't really know because mm. there's no demographics really it's not <laughs> no we don't care um we have i'm co-chair along with um heath miller who's one of right. our officers of our internal support network so that's sort of how we got involved mm-hmm. um with all these community partners uh originally it was just an internal support network for any members who were um 
questioning whether or not they wanted to come out to their colleagues. And that's the thing. Like they don't mm-hmm. ha- people don't have to. And it really shouldn't even need to be a discussion. Right. It should just be living your best authentic life for everyone. So but I think prior to that, there's still struggles. I mean, everybody's got growing to do. You can think that there's no issues. But we know each and every year when we raise our pride flag, we get some of those comments on Facebook and Twitter as to like, why are we doing this? It's such a waste of time. And a lot of those negative comments are coming back to us. And that just proves to us more we need to do it. The more we need Mm. to message, the more we need to be out there. What does it mean to you personally? Personally, my brother, I am an ally. I'm not a member of the LGBTQ2 plus community. Um, my brother was gay, and I use the term was because he passed away of complications due to HIV and AIDS um, at the age of 24. So he mm. was quite young. And I can't help but think that if a lot of these community resources were out there when he was coming through high school and going through everything he was going through that maybe he wouldn't have passed away because he ended up, you know, he made some bad decisions in his life that led him to where he went. And I just think a lot of that was because he didn't feel like he belonged anywhere. My observation uh, to you would be as uh, as a police force, I mean, York Region is huge. and yes. spans a huge area. Demographic. But you yes. basically make it cohesive. And so this message yes. can travel through you because I think it's a challenge for some people Absolutely. who live in various corners it to is. be able to get those resources. Well, and York Region is very diverse culturally. Mm-hmm. It's diverse geographically. So mm-hmm. there's urban pockets, there's rural pockets. Um, so it's important to us that we can reach each of those pockets. And uh, years ago, we created the Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Bureau. So we do a lot of meet and greets with different members of mm-hmm. ethnic communities. We hope a lot, host a lot of open houses just to try to reach those. And we always have, they're always inviting members of the ISN if we want to go to the school boards and reach out, if we want to go to events up in Keswick or if we're at events in Vaughan or we're down in Markham. Like we span the, mm-hmm. the gamut of where we go, just trying to get that message out there that there's a place for everybody in York Region. Well, and that is indeed your goal, to reach yes. vulnerable members of the community and to educate citizens about the numerous resources available if they right. need support. And you mentioned your brother. Yes. You said that you feel that his... Some of his bad life choices may not have been made by right. him if he had those groups to reach out to. So I that's think key. so, yeah, because for me, um, our parents are, were divorced, and not to make it about me, but they were divorced, so it was a little bit um, conflicting at home. Mm-hmm. But for me, school was an escape. I love school. I got I played all the sports. I got good grades. I had lots of friends. But for him, around grade five, it made a shift. And I don't even think consciously, maybe at that time, he didn't even know or realize he was gay. Maybe he did. He didn't discuss it with me until his later teens. Um, but I just think for school, for him was torture because kids thought he was a little bit different. Right. Yeah, but I think, you know. We all need support because schools torture for a lot of kids, a lot of kids. who, who for are not sure. gay, but who may yes. be from a different culture. Or Absolutely. A different, so we need to support everybody. Yeah. And that's part of our diversity and equity and inclusion mm-hmm. bureau, right? So we we go to a lot of those events. It, it has nothing to do with the LGBTQ2 plus community. It's just 
diversity. So the chief has meet and greets. Um, he has a meet and greet coming up in June with the Ishmaeli community. He's mm-hmm. had some with the Asian community. He's had some with Korean community. So we're trying to get all of them in. So we even um, people who have negative perceptions of police, we want to have those conversations. We're happy to have those conversations. What about within the force itself? Because it sounds like the force, your, your regional force, is is making great strides. In we this. are making great strides. Yes, there's always a lot of work to be done. Um, but our executive command team, our chief and our deputies are very much on board. They've been very supportive. Anything we come to them about, they're always supportive. We hosted our very first uh, Transgender Day of Remembrance on November 20th. Mm-hmm. We had a guest speaker come in and an education session afterwards. And we hosted that for all the hate crime investigators across um, the GTA, whoever wanted to come. And our community partners could come to that. So, Because we, we can't pretend that everything's fine. We need to mm-hmm. open the door and have those conversations, whether they're difficult or whether they're not. It's a learning curve for everybody. And you can't be afraid to make it's just important to be respectful. You can ask questions if you don't understand things, but you need to do it in a respectful way. So the parade itself, yes. uh, do you part- do you are you involved with that? In the York Region Parade? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In we, uniform? Can you be in uniform without so I, a I should fear? clarify, I'm personally not an officer. I right. work in the communications mm-hmm. department, so but I am the co chair of the ISN that we right. have. Um, so yes, I am uh, we are very much involved. Uh, we had 31 people attended last year in uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, the civilians wear the pride t-shirt that I am wearing today with right. our York Region crest on the side and, and no the uniforms. political repercussions. We have not. We have groups. been no. We have been uh, very lucky. We have very good partnerships. I can't speak to anything that's going on in other communities. Um, <laughs> We're not asking. <laughs> so, but we are very fortunate that we have very strong bonds with York Pride, um, the AIDS Committee of York Region, uh, York uh, P Flag York Region. Plus, we partner with 360 Kids and CMHA. We have all of those connections. But at the end of the day, it's people supporting other people. people. It's people Absolutely. standing up for other people's rights right. to be who they are, to be happy, to Absolutely. live their lives. And it really doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter. No, it shouldn't matter. Hopefully one day we don't need this. Yeah, I was going to say that yeah. too. We'd like, Hopefully. we'd like to put it out of business. But yeah. yeah, The first annual We Belong Breakfast happens June 1st from 7.30 a.m. bright and early, get those pancakes, to 9.30 a.m. It's at York Regional Police Headquarters in Aurora. Where can people go to learn more, Susan? Uh, we have everything's available right off our website at yrp.ca slash belong. You can buy individual tickets, you can sponsor the event, or you can buy a table for you and your friends. Excellent. Sounds amazing. Well, thank you very much for for joining us and telling us all about it. And we're glad that we're in York Region where everything is supportive all around. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We're working on it. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good to grow high interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half calf, half sweet, no foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. 
And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. you're listening to is Peace in Darkness, the brand new single by Canadian indie rock artist Havens, who is here with us in studio. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. Now, that just came out yesterday, and you teamed up with gold record award-winning Canadian musician Tim Oxford of the Arkells for this song. What was that like? Oh, it was amazing. I'm such a huge fan of the Arkells, and my producer Ian Madden kind of got that connection um, happening for me. So it was a huge honor to get to work with him, and they were a major influence on me. And um, I love his contributions to the song. His playing's just wicked. So it's great. So other than them, yeah, I was going to say, who are your other influences? Um, well, I like a lot of like '80s alternatives. So like The Smiths, The Cure, Railway Children, Wire Train, bands like that. Shoegaze stuff like Ride and other Canadian bands like The Arkells, mm-hmm. Arcade Fire. And yeah, just a lot of lot of Indian alternative rock music. So this is your sophomore music release following your 2017 EP called Daybreak. So are you working on a new EP right now? Um, we're working on a few singles right now because oh. the thing with uh, with records, albums, EPs, it's hard for people in today's climate to really pay attention to a whole record for a new artist that they don't <laughs> know too well. So it's kind of like we'll give them short little songs that they can kind of taken bite-sized chunks and then probably after that I'll release a more of a full-length record yeah so where can people see you next um, the next show for Havens is June 16th the Radical Road show in Leslieville Maple Leaf Park there's gonna be an iconic Canadian band headlining which I I'm not legally able to oh, go talk on. about. We, we yeah. won't tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll just have to stay tuned. Radical Roadshow. Look it up on uh, on online, and you'll you'll see. But there's going to be a lot of cool bands performing that day. Uh, it's yeah. my birthday, so maybe yeah, I'll was, pop down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking beer and music festival. Alex, party hard. Split a ticket for her, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you on social media? It's um, at Music by Havens. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and my website is musicbyhavens.com. So H-A-V-E-N-S, Music by Havens. So wh- what, what's your biggest goal at the moment, other than the getting some more singles out? Yeah, I guess, I guess the biggest goal is just getting, getting my music heard. So thank you for helping me with that today. Oh, oh that's, that's no problem. We are looking forward to hearing you. Um, I'm going to say thank you for joining us today. That is pleasure. it for what she said this weekend. Be sure to join us again next Saturday and Sunday right here on 105.9 The Region. And now singing us out here is Havens performing Peace in Darkness. These city lights feel so alone The nighttime fights to keep its home Along the road you'll feel a spark Touch you deep right through your heart These city lights feel so alone And I'll always need you dear 
There is peace in darkness here. Please don't let this memory fade away. I'll only ever call for you, lover. Misdirections, hopes, and fears. Please don't let this memory fade away. Just know this moment's all that matters. There is peace and darkness here. These city lights turn me around. The dreams I had last night have now been found. When nights go on and on like this, I don't want to feel your good night kiss. These quiet nights when we're alone. And I'll always need you, dear. There is peace and darkness here. Please don't let this memory fade away. I'll only ever call for you, lover. Misdirections, hopes, and fears. Please don't let this memory fade away. Just know this moment's all that matters. There is peace and darkness here. Don't let this fade away. Don't let this fade away. Please don't let this memory fade away. I'll only ever call for you, lover. Misdirections, hopes, and fears. Don't let this memory fade away. Just know this moment's all that matters. There is peace and darkness here. Oh, please don't let this memory fade away. I'll only ever call for you, lover. Misdirections, hopes, and fears. Misdirections, hopes, and fears. Misdirections, hopes, and fears. Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. 
Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.